This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now, let's start the show. Well, good evening, good evening. Tonight, we're going to talk about Florida, a Florida woman who faithfully who shot neighbor, her neighbor. She got a bond. She did it on purpose, through the door because her son had, the lady that got shot, her son had gone home and forgotten, left her his toy. And uh, when he went back to get it, the lady wouldn't let her get it. And she told the child, go tell your mama to come in. But she went to home. And she told her mom what the lady said. But when her mother walked down there, because the child wanted her, his toy, what happened? The lady shot the black woman through the door and killed her. Killed the lady. Of course, she... Uh, got picked up on the cops, and they gave her, um, she had to get some money in order to get out, and they let her get out. Now, that's in Florida. I, I All of this I've been hearing about Florida and how they don't want, I guess they don't want black people down there. And uh, that's a good thing. Let all of them go down there and stay, (laughs) you know. But uh, that's when will we ever, when will we be ever together? It's been so long now, and one color can't. Tell the other color no. Why is that? What's going on? I mean, it's just been too long. It's been too We ought to know by now. It's okay. Whatever color you are. Because you can't help it. It's not like 
we went into a store and chose whatever color we wanted. That's not true. We are whatever we are. And I just can't understanding because the kids that were playing, they were playing. But then the parents, the parents, the parents can't seem to, you know, want their child to play with this child because this child has a different color. You know, I, it's it's really sad. It's really sad. We have gone this long, this long, with the colors that we have, that we didn't make choices. And people still can't. You know, they think that all the dark people are bad or no good or something, and that's not true because you have all colors, all colors do things that bad, that are bad. When they had the, um, I forgot where it was, they had a, community that was black and the white folks just burn it down. Burn it down. Why is that? I mean, why is that? Why is it that white people think they're so much better of anyone else? That's not true. That's not true. And you can uh, be that way if you want to, but when it's time for you to go to heaven, uh, you better kind of have thought about how you feel. So... It's just kind of, uh, right now, it's just bad. It's just bad. And uh, some sometimes it's different. Sometimes it's different. That's true. You know, blacks, some blacks have uh, white friends and white uh, friends have blacks. So, you know, everybody knows. Everybody knows. But you just, you know, you just can't do that. And, you know, some people, Pete, not that. Some people do that. I mean, you know, you have black folks that don't even like black folks. Now, how's that? How is that? 
How is that? Okay, and I have my my host. Hi, Mr. Coleman. Hello, Jenny White. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good, good, good. All right. Well, Getting well, in where I fit in. Okay. Well, I'm just talking about uh, Florida, the Florida woman who fatally shot her neighbor and got bond. So, you know, it's, uh, I was just talking about, it's been a long time that black and white have been together. And still, where were they together? In Florida. They were in Florida. You say it's been but, a long time since black and white were together. I'm talking about. I'm just trying to figure out what you're talking about. Not those. Not those two. Just it's been a long time that there's been black and white and all different colors. And none of us, none of us asked to be the color that we are. We've not, we can't do that. And it's been years, it's been years, years. So I, I don't think, this is just me. I don't think it'll ever uh, end. Oh, I don't either. I mean, you know, we've got a new generation of kids that, you know, I think a lot of them are more inclusive of each other and probably have a lot in common. You know, there's a small, you know, minority of people who are prejudiced and racist, you know, and, um, you know, or, you know, the white supremacist, white nationalists that, you know, refuse to accept black people and other people of color as equal. Um, Remember they they burned down the, uh, the black? area that we had? Oh, they burned down several. They burned down Greenwood, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street. They burned down Roseville. They burned a whole lot of places that blacks were thriving. And some of those places they turned into lakes. You know, Mm. there's a lot of old black towns up underwater right now that um, we don't talk about or, and for the most part we don't know. So I'm yeah. going to do a show on that. I mean, you know, I think it's over 100 cities. And one of them is uh, Lake Lanier in Georgia. Um, I think there's a city up under there. Um, and I think when the water level got so low, you know, there were some buildings that uh, started protruding up in the water. Um, 
And so the singer Usher, you know, he married uh, at one point. You know, he was married, and his wife had a son. And I think that son, that son got killed in a in a accident. I think he was swimming, and I think a boat hit him. I think he was thirteen. Oh, wow. And that was in Lake Lanier. So, um, in regard to um, black and white and equality and, and acceptance of um, equality, no, we've got a long way to go. And especially when you start talking, you know, your politicians, you know, are prejudiced. You got one party that supports. Um, taking rights back and, you know, you have these majority white communities that are gerrymandering districts so they, they continue to win these elections even when they lose and they have the majority of representatives supporting them or in their party. Um and then when you have a stacked Supreme Court, which is overturning, you know, president-setting policies uh, like Roe versus Wade and other things, um, it makes it real hard because it's all systemic. It's all in the systems. Um, and so... Uh, even with the cost of insurance, the redlining um, in the black areas. Um, it's just it's just pretty bad. I um, read something that uh, kind of gave some perspective to some things, and I'll, I'll share it with the audience. And it says, a person saying, so you mean to tell me that someone down your ancestry line survived being chained to other human bodies for several months in the bottom of a disease-infested ship during the Middle Passage, lost their language, customs, and traditions, picked up the English language as best they could while working free of charge from sunup to sundown as they watched their babies sold from out of their arms and women raped by ruthless slave owners. Took names with no last names, no birth certificate, no heritage of any kind. Braved the Underground Railroad. Survived the Civil War to enter into sharecropping. Learned to read and write out of sheer will and determination. Faced the burning crosses of the KKK. Converted their eyes at the black body swinging from ropes hung on trees. Fought in world wars as soldiers to return to America as boys. Marched in Birmingham, hosed in Selma, jailed in Wilmington, assassinated in Memphis, segregated in the South, ghettoed in the North, ignored in history books, stereotyped in Hollywood. And in spite of it all, someone in your family line endured every era to make sure you would get here and you receive one rejection, face one obstacle, lose one friend, get overlooked, and you want to quit. 
How dare you entertain the very thought of quitting? People will never know. People you will never know survive from generation to generation so that you could succeed. Don't you dare let them down. Hmm. So that's, that's that's pretty deep. So Yeah. Yeah, it's just saying that, you know, we've endured as a people. Um, I mean, you know, even after um, after slavery, they instituted the 13th Amendment, which said you're free unless you commit a crime. Huh. And, then, and then, you know, but they had, if you didn't have a job, that was committing a crime, you know, or if you loitered. That was um, ground for arrest. So, you know, they flipped the script. They they made the rules. You know, we fought wars and then came home and, and still didn't have equal rights. You know, right. they, that was when, you know, those soldiers started standing up, you know, because they saw, you know, how it really was in other places where you were not discriminated against or, you know, you're fighting shoulder to shoulder with someone, for you know, trying to save your life. And then, you know, segregated in the South, you know, white-only water fountains, white-only rest, you know, yeah. restrooms. Yeah. You got to go through back doors. And then, you know, in the North, you know, black people all lumped together, put in ghettos, you know, so. uh, You know, it was uh, that uh, when you said that, that made me think about something that happened with us. My dad and his brother and I was in the uh, car, this was years ago, and we were on going, leaving Gary and going to Atlanta to see their mom and family. And we were hungry, and we stopped <laughs> at this restaurant. And, of course, we were told to um, go to the back. We couldn't go to the front, but they told us to go to the back. And they gave us the food. But I was young, and I, I was wondering why that was happening, why we couldn't go in. But, you know, I was young, and I didn't understand and when I went down uh, south, sometimes alone, or dad would leave me, and I would go into the store on the cart, uh, counter where the white folks went, and that is where I would go. And I remember (laughs) this man asked me, you don't live down here, do you? 
And I told him no. But he still hmm. did what I wanted him to do. But you know, I I didn't um I didn't do that just to you know, well, I guess I did. <laughs> I guess I did, but I didn't understand why I couldn't go up there and I had to go to some other place. And then my uh, uncle and aunt, they took us to um, a carnival, a little carnival. And my cousin and I had played a a game up there, and uh, it's when the little um, thing goes click, 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 and it stops on a a number, and then you get a... um, a present, and we stood up there for about 10 or 15 minutes arguing because we had said this is the number, and me and my cousin kept saying, no, that's the wrong one. So finally, that white lady standing behind the uh, counter grabbed me or she slapped me and I reached up and got her and the next thing I knew she was howling and screaming and her husband had a gun you know showing uh, where he was he was pointing right at me And I looked around for my family, and everybody was behind about two feet away from me. And that's when I kind of, you know, said, okay, something I did was wrong. But see, that lady had no right to touch me. So... um, that's a true situation. And it just so happened that the guard there was black. And he came up to us and told us we, you know, would be better if we left. And that, you know, God gave us that guy. And he just told us to go on home. But, oh, my grandmother, she was just rocking. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. She was really upset. But, see, they were used to all of that. I wasn't used to that. So, you know, but that lady had no reason to hit me. I mean, you just can't hit somebody, even if it was a child. And then you go hit me, telling me I don't see the right number. I know when I see the right number. Are you kidding me? And you hit me. Well, I gotta return. So, and I know that I've had uh, my children didn't even ever know that. <laughs> 
But I'm still here, children. <laughs> I'm still here. But I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, just like that happened to you, that happened to a whole lot of other people, and the results were a little lot different. You know, that's why they they call them Karens. You know, a whole lot of white white women's tears have caused black people to die. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No, no, I don't think that there's going to be a measurable amount of change and my lifetime, I mean, you know, the rich keep getting richer and the poor are getting poor. So, you know, a lot of it comes down to classism, you know, the have and the have not, so no matter what color you are. And yeah. So, but they, they don't English. understand. Well, they might. Who don't do. understand? Well, I was just saying, but why, you know, None of us has chosen the color that we have. None of us. None of us. So why would you get upset about somebody who didn't choose it? Maybe they would have. Because you want the power. You want to feel, you want those people up under you, and you want everything that they have. You you know, you see how great they are. You don't want them to know how great they are. You don't want them to know that they came from royalty. You don't want them to know none of that. You want them to think what you want them to think. You want them, you know, these kids, you know, they put the crack in the neighborhood and the community, you know. That destroyed a whole generation or, you know, definitely affected it. Okay, we have a we have a person who would like to say something. Good evening. Good evening. Um, and to our co-host, please forgive me. Uh, I hello, just hello. come from a wake, and um, okay. it was. Yeah. What color, are and, you, uh, uh, lady? What? You just can't talk. Uh, what what color do you want me to what, be tonight? What, <laughs> what color do you want me to be tonight? <laughs> you know, it's um, yeah, it's um, what you're t- uh, talking about. It fits right into this week that I had to go to tonight. As older, you know, uh, people, um, the uh, the Holly family, and uh, we're gonna they're gonna complete services and all of this, but. It shows that what they had to face in the South in order to get, in order to try to live a function. But when you come together as a family, what we've been talking about, when you come together as a family and protecting one another, it helps out a lot more. This is what we're looking at. In our community, people have gotten tired, you know, their color. So what we're doing is hurting each other. We're hurting each other. That's what we're doing. That's really causing a lot of problems. We're hurting one another. Like, like um, our co-host was talking about the drugs in the neighborhood. 
I was looking at this picture, and I, I never finished it, from New Jack City with Mar- uh, Mario Van Peoples. And he was taking a type of drug that given to your child, it would, you know, mess with them for life, making them go and get somebody else and get somebody else and feed that drug to them. We're coming up against an awful lot, but if we can try to get our children, to, you know, you, you try to keep it out of the system and all of this. But um, we have to do something in our community. I was thinking about what those people went through because I was, uh, when they came up from the South, and uh, trying to make, you know, uh, we, now look, we did do well for a long time. But um, I know um, our co-host pointed out some time ago, we had our own communities. We had our, you know, our areas in, um, where we were successful. We kept put pools, our resources together, and we had something. But every single time, they would go and try to destroy it. To destroy yes. it. They would try to destroy what we had. All they of it, did. We don't know what we had yeah, to destroy it. Uh, mm-hmm. Communities. Uh, um, the story of Buck and the Preacher, I was just, just going over that. And how they moved southwest to try to get their own, have their own, have their own. And it was always something that they would do in moving west, the hardships of area and all of that, but something that they would do to try to hinder you. And But I see something within us that we have a point that if we put our minds to it and work it, we can endure. It's a thing of endurance that we have as black people once we put our mind to it. But our minds have to be liberated. And another thing I come to find out, since our color has been used, even before the transatlantic slave, I know Pastor uh, Jeremiah Wright pointed out that uh, it was um, the uh, Arab community who were enslaving black people way before then. They would take them across the Sahara, all of it. They would take them down the Indian Ocean. That's the we're all over. Every time you, you know, every time you see, we're just all over and stuff, and, and, and building castles and building this and building that all over. And he pointed that out. I thought that was interesting. But we have an endurance, and we have a mind to build. I was just in front, as, as far as the scripture is concerned. They talk about we're going to have a world leader and all this other stuff and all of that. But what I can read in the Bible, the first world leader was a black man. He did it wrong. He didn't obey God, and he built that tower. But even God Almighty said, if they keep, everybody was following him too. If he keeps on doing this, he said they will do whatever they want. We have a mind to it. Now, when he says something, so he just scattered the language, you know, and all this, and people stop. It tells you something about it. But everybody was following this one man. Yeah. And he did. We, there is yeah. endurance that we, among, you know, but we hate mm-hmm. ourselves because of our culture. And we have you know. another another listener who would like to okay, go ahead. say yeah. something. Thank you. Good evening. You know, uh, good evening. How are you? Okay. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I was going to say this. You know, skin color don't equate to can. What did you say? I said that skin color does not equate to kin. In other words, all skin folk ain't kin folk. Everybody ain't everybody that's black folk. ain't kin folk. <laughs> that's right. Everybody any other is not kin folk neither. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, 
that's a misconception that has been spewed here in the United States amongst people. And it just don't work that way. Okay, I don't understand. Your, uh, well, I mean, I understand that, you know, every black person ain't your friend. You know, they're... Okay. they're yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every black they're person black don't want person, you to succeed. Every yellow person, and white person, not your enemy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. And if you want to... If you're going to come together with somebody, you come together on like agenda, ideology, you know, common ground, a plan. Yeah. yeah, that's how that works, and that's just human. That's throughout the world is that way. You know, I hear these talks about slavery. You know, Africa taught the world slavery, and the word that's used in those societies is not as bad condemnation as it has became here in the United States. How do you mean? And the main thing, well, I'm married to a woman from a region in West Africa. In her society, her and her child is my property. That's today. Her and her child is my property. Now, here in the United States, when you say that, people get all bent out of shape and everything. But different cultures, different traditions. Exactly. People talk about slavery here. Had blacks had slaves. Blacks was on the Confederate side. And blacks had business from 1600 through, through 1865. So it was if it was a business, you think that a person's not gonna get involved in it because they who they are, they black. And where those slaves came from, it was common practice. Matter of fact, African tribes got rid of their riffraff because of the things that they riffraff done. And in those tribes you gotta pay restitution when you harm somebody. And if you don't pay restitution, especially if you're in a war, they're going to sell you off. But <laughs> you still owe. And it's called generational. Your generation still owe that family that was done harm. That's the way their philosophy is in their society. The sins of the father follow the son. But, you know, well, I'm one of the... Uh, <laughs> One of the, the terrible things today is that you got so many young people that don't know how to read and do math coming hmm. up in these schools, and that is very, very sad. You got that right. You know, you're talking about history. If a state don't want certain things taught, or a school district, or parents don't want things taught to their kids, that's their right. You can't, shouldn't be forcing that. So that's what do you think right about do. that? I mean... What do you think about that? You said that, you know, these kids, mm-hmm. you know, can barely read and write. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's because they That's the fault. That's the fault problems, of the family. You? That's the fault of the parents and the family. It's not a child's fault. No child wakes up in the morning wanting to be a failure. So it's not the, it's not a problem of the 
the uh, institutions that say that they're trying to educate them? They don't bear any responsibility? Well, that educational system in a school district is the responsibility of the, the parents and stakeholders of that school district. No, no. The parents, the, the parents don't create the, the curriculum and the books that uh, are taught for the most part. I mean, I never felt that when I was growing up, I had my, you know, we had any influence on what we were being taught. There was a whole lot of stuff that we were, we weren't taught that we didn't know we needed. I mean, well, you know, say, just, just look at say. it. Look at it this way. Look at it this way. Mm. The boss is not going to teach you how to take his job. So the system is not going to teach you how to be anything Break other than to work for the system. Let me, let, let's put it another way. Nigerians ain't going to teach your black kids how to take power from them here in America. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, uh, two years of COVID-19 didn't help. <laughs> and um, nobody, I, I don't know for sure, but kids are behind. Way behind. Well, that's because that's because the you know ultimately the responsibility of your child being educated is the parent and the family. That's the ultimate responsibility. You got state laws that specifically say that the curriculum, textbooks, and instructional material is up to the district, not the state. It's up to the district. State has nothing to do with that unless the child is not learning. The White House cannot control your school district unless you uh, subscribe into a particular program that they offer. And then, of course, then for you to receive money, they don't want you to follow certain stipulations. But the White House cannot tell you how to run your school, and they can't tell you how to run your police department. Well, you know, the responsibility of children learning starts with, the parents and the household, I agree with that. But if, you know, you have parents, you know, or grandparents that, you know, haven't finished school themselves or have a, a limited education, yeah. it's very challenging to teach these kids. And especially now I mean, with this new math and all these, you know, this, this new technology, um, you know, it would be it would be challenging for me in certain instances to to try to keep up with this. If stuff. You found I something mean, so. that your child, if your child came to you asking you questions about something you wouldn't know an answer to, what would you do? Well, I'd look it up. I would look, try to find it. I'd get an answer, or or I would find someone who could give them uh, the answer. There to the you go. You absolutely right. That's supposed what happened. So if a parent is presented with problems or, or whatever that the chairman is inquisitive about and they don't have then those resources are out there and they are free in majority of the times. You got black school districts that have more money per child than some white school districts. And I know that for a fact in the St. Louis area. And the school oh, I, don't, I don't know about there. that here in, I don't know about any of that here in uh, 
Detroit where I can say the same thing. Well, I know uh, Detroit has tried a lot of things. I remember back in the late 90s when Detroit tried some different programs called African Senate with schools like Paul Robeson, Malcolm X, and mm-hmm. Martin Luther King. The Indians had Indian Bear, and they were doing fine, but they moved the people moved away from it for whatever reason. Had charter schools called Insaroma, Timbuktu. Yeah, that's true. I remember. Now, what happened? You know, uh, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I think you know. I don't know. The communities have changed. Um, you know, there are neighborhoods that just have blocks and blocks of empty, empty lots where houses used to be. So, I mean, you know, the communities where it used to be 250,000 Detroit public schools, I think right now they're down to maybe 50,000 students. Down to 50,000. You know? Yeah, absolutely right. Your school budget used to be over a billion dollars. It did, and that's when the state took over and <laughs> started doling out. Well, that's what, they suppo- that's what they supposed to do. In St. Louis, it used to be over a hundred thousand dollars. No. Right that, that ain't what they were supposed to do because before the citizens passed the millage for a billion dollars, the state didn't run. The school board ran, the local school board, but they took it out of their hands and and took control of the money. That was yeah. ethically 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 um, not legitimate. I mean, because the same people that was running it before, you know, I guess they weren't good enough to, to operate this billion dollar contract. You know, well, they got they got the laws money I know in Missouri. They got laws in Missouri. The school district is not putting out academic performance. Then the state will come in and take it over by appointing a particular type of board that runs it until they can get back online. But a child is guaranteed, not guaranteed, but a child is supposed to have the ability to get a, a standard education. And if it's not happening, then they're going to step in and try to do something different. So I don't know what the yeah. is. Uh, you you well, can't say you the know. buildings ain't no good because you got schools and black communities got brand new buildings with the facility with the amenities that they're supposed to have. Yeah, and then they, you know, they closed the school and um, sold them, you know, sold it to a charter school, <laughs> you know, with uh, all this public money that was voted on. I mean, so, you know, it was. Um, I'm for it's been I'm a money for all terms of school. I'm for alternative That's, education. I think a parent got a right to put their child where they think is best for their child's long-term educational goals, and the money yeah, should follow the child. I yeah, mean, my kids uh, never went to the to the area local school that they could walk to. You know, my kids were already always taken to the best school that we felt. <laughs> you know, at that time, even if. We had to drive them there and pick them up. So, no, I get that, yeah. you know, the ability for parents to be able to choose, you know, the best educational facility for their children. But on the same note, you know, they bankrupt bankrupt uh, the whole city of Detroit. 
And at that time, it was the largest municipality that had been bankrupt. And then they took they took everything and sold everything off. You know, in 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 the uh, in the in the guys, the, you know, just of balancing a budget. Yeah, the water department that the white people have been complaining about. You know, the, the black Why people have been running. Yeah, now it's a it's a regional authority. You know, and so they feel you know. Yeah, it's a regional authority, and then. You know, the DIA, Detroit Institute of Arts, the museum, they sold, you know, and after they sold that for a billion or whatever, whatever the amount was, then, you know, a year later they come up with the fact that it was underappraised. It was actually worth more. Oh, okay, so so the city got cheated out of, yeah, the city got cheated out of how, how many billion, and somebody profited and got equity. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the Bell Isles, you know, the, the, the city leased it to the state for yeah. 99 years. And so now the state runs, you know, the, the local island that's connected to Detroit. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's pretty much a park. But uh, the state police have question marks behind there. Um, racial motivations in some instances. And so now, you know, they – and Bell Isle was getting kind of out of control. I mean, you know, I'll give it that. But I've been to Bell Isle you know, before. You got a state police out there on Highway 75. You, are you familiar with that uh, that troop on 75 of state um, patrol? What uh, – what an office or a precinct or something? Or? It's a precinct out 75. there on Highway 70, on 75. Because uh, back in 1973, I put a building up out there. I think it was across the road from from the uh, from the Highway Patrol. 1973, uh, it was. I can't think of where you're talking about. Um, because twenty story goes building. a long way. Yeah, wasn't that okay. far from the city though? Okay, I'm um I'm drawing a blank on that one. Yeah, I was doing the job for Bethlehem Steel at that time. Okay, but, uh, no, it's uh I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, everything's been tried, and it's not all over. It's not everywhere, but it's too often. It's what's going on. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, <laughs> but the thing is, you got to make sure that your child has every opportunity that they possibly can have. If it ain't happening at school and you don't try meetings and everything, then you're going to have to make sure, because you can't push a button and stop that child's life until things get better. You got to make sure that they're exposed to what they need in order to be as successful as they possibly can. Yeah, well, you know, I second that motion. No complaints. No complaints from me on that. You know, we're just discussing whether or not it'll be an equal society in our lifetime. And I think when you have a certain, you know, a certain age where you got more days behind you than you do in front of you. I think sometimes you get a little skeptical of that. Yes, I don't think yes, you know, certain yes. things are going to change 
agree with that. The thing that changed is get your grandkids, yeah, get your grandkids and your great grandkids, and bring them over to the house on Saturday morning and have food with them. That's what you got to do. That's That's a good thing. You got to train them up. That's true. You got to train them. You got to train them. I and then, what's your thoughts about? No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, we have, um, that's a good idea, Fed, because we have a young lady in church, and she does the announcements in church, six years old, mm-hmm. and she reads more or better, better than a lot of adults do. And she doesn't make any dis, uh, you know, <laughs> any uh, bad reading. She can uh, re- pronounce every, yes, and she's young. And half of the young, of the older people can't. Well, you know. Yeah. But that that's every child got a every child got an inept talent, but it's up to a parent to right. take that child through the rigors to see exactly what they would be good at. When you do it with basketball and football, you have football camps, combines, you have basketball camps. Well, you have kids come out there and run and see how fast they can run, how far they can throw, and how high they can jump. They at the basketball court, gym, shooting 100 free throws, but they don't go home and do 100 math problems uh-huh. to get better. Well, so the parents, with this, the this parents got young... the ability to, to change those things. Yeah. But this little young um, girl, her grandfather picks her up from school. And when they get to the house, they start reading. When they get to the house, they start reading. And that's why she, oh, she really does it well. So you just have to, you got to do it, you know. You don't have to, but eh, it'll help. Well, it should. You should because you want your child to achieve right. a higher level than you did. That's right. And you want them to create grandparents, real grandparents. A grandparent ain't nobody 35 years old. There ain't no real grandparent. Grandparents yeah. bring what's it's called in generation. Some of them are now. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, but grandparents bring intergenerational assets to the family because they lived it. I understand, yeah. You know, my mother, um, just to say something, my mother, what we would do uh, during the summer, she would come over because she loved math and all of this and she loved algebra, and she would sit down and get all the grandkids around, her, and they would sit down and sharpen the pencils, and she would make them do problems, make them do this. 
And I know my son, Luke, always, he's been a shyster. He would always sharpen all the pencils. He kept sharpening everybody's pencils. I don't want them deals, you know. But she loved to do and work with the kids. And she would do that during the summer. During the summer. In fact, um, my father, when they finally opened up a, uh, for, for um, men who were unemployed to um, go to the school, McNamara Skills Center, years ago, um, they sent him to school when they had the ADCU program, ADC for the unemployed. And they tried to get the family together. They sent him out to Beer Street. My father, you know, men back there, they, you could show them what to do. And they could do the instruments and go about their business. But as far as the book learning, my mother would do his homework, get it all, he would sign his name, give it to the teacher, and go on and do the job. You know, he became a machinist. And for the last 25 years of his life, before he retired, he was able to support his family. And it was like that. My mother did her homework. She helped all of us, you know, uh, you know, as far as, you know, education-wise and stuff. She was like the center. And then and when I retired, I said, look, she would come and sit in my I said, no, you're going to do what you're supposed to. You're going to get a GED. And so she was 74 or 75 when she marched across the state. And that was during the time when Kwame was in office. You know. But uh, uh, she got her GED. She took the stage, and she had to go to school for a couple of classes. And after that, they said her work was beautiful, neat, everything. But it, all of us got a paper at, at the end, and, uh, some type of paper. And um, she felt really good about that. And she told me, she said, Lucy, she said, I would have never got this if it hadn't been for you. And she died when she was 90. And she still liked to do algebra and all of this, figuring out the problem, all of this. She loved it. But we, we, we were helping the well, family unit came together to do something. Let me tell you, like Chow has opportunity today, and we're talking about black children, to go into anything that they're capable of going. And we were just talking with a man and his son about the Cuban medical program. They can come out of high school as long as they have taken the subjects, including Spanish. They can go to Cuba and be educated toward a medical doctor's certification, and it's free for seven years. Free. Get your doctor's license that you can practice medicine in the United States. There's people that I know of that have done it. So well, then, making too much money here. You can, now we have to look outside of the United States. Oh, yeah. Well, outside. Yeah, these colleges yeah. keep going up on tuition. Yeah, you can. It's just that they offer it to not only to Americans and especially the black kids, because Castro came to Riverside Baptist Church in New York, I think it was in 1995, and made that announcement. And Congress has lifted a ban of traveling to Cuba for people that's going to enroll in that particular program. But it's free and cured. Kids come from all over the world and go to this school, different countries. Yeah, well, here in the United States, they've got it where, you know, they're trying to, uh, they're fighting affirmative action. So, <laughs> you know, there's no preference given. Well, it shouldn't be. To, kids should be, people should gain things based on their merits. You shouldn't well, take somebody I mean, I agree with that. We've been fighting that all our life. But, but, based, <laughs> but based on systems. It's not necessarily 
Well, then you need to straighten it out. You know, back in 2019, they had a convention in Detroit at the Cabot Center. It was put on by the National Society of Black Engineers. And you had over 15,000 black STEM students there at that convention in Cabot Hall. And you had major corporations throughout the United States that came there, and they was signing up and hiring young black STEM graduates. And I know for sure Lockheed Martin hired over 400 at that event to come work for them. So the opportunities are there. You just got to prepare your child for And people not doing that to the greatest extent that they should be doing. I think because you know, basically, you know. these type of households we have, these type of households that we do have, and we don't, you don't always have those grandparents available. Like I told my grandkids, I said, we're going to come together, no phones, no television, no nothing, and then we're going to fast for half the day. No food, got nothing. And we're going to sit here, we're going to talk, talk to each other, talk about this, talk about subjects, talk. Because they stay on the phone. I said, no, we're going to talk. Talk, and we're going to do this. Maybe we'll play a game or something. But we're going to, you know, function among ourselves, with all, not with all that other stuff. Put it down. Put it down and talk. You're going to learn that's how to play. Yeah, and I say we're going to fast, too. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I say no food, no food at all until a certain time, maybe from 6 o'clock in the morning to 6 o'clock in the evening. Nothing. That's what we're going to do. I don't think I can make it. You make it, you know, and put your mind on other things. I'm trying to push a lot of things like that on them. Well, that's what hey, I've done with mine. And my last sibling is my grandson. I told him, you're going to be an engineer and you're going to play baseball. And he done it. Uh-huh. I remember yeah. I used to take him out you on the field. The I trained him. I set the standard. I used to take him out in the field. I hit 100 balls to him on a ground ball. And if he got the 85 and missed one, he had to start all over. And when he went to college, he went to LSU and played for the baseball team. And I've done the same thing with him after school. When he came home from his school, he had to go to my school. And I would give him problems, math problems, 100 of them. If he got to 85 and missed, he had to start all over. So one time, one time he got kind of upset and went to his mama. And then I said, Mama, Papa keep making me start all over when I miss one. And she told him, he said, he made me do it too. Get back in Now, what I would do is I would have a, a bunch of pennies and nickels. And if you did a problem and you you, you could go pick up a penny or a nickel, that was yours. But if you did something and it was wrong, go back and take it back. I would make them, you know, let them know they had to work for things, work for it. Get it right. Do it right. Do it right. That's I did that while I was tutoring. That's you know, give them a motivation. Yeah. You know, take it back. Give it back. <laughs> Learn how to be able so to you can start with, you, you can start with your child, you know, 
a kid. You can buy those little workbooks that's got math problems. And make sure they can do reading math problems. Yes. That's the big problem. Yeah. Where they can have to think. And I bought those type of books for other kids and gave them to them. But, no, there's all sorts of – and they work their way up from the lowest of simplest math problems to the highest. You know, when a child starts kindergarten, first they should be doing three and four-place math problems, multiplication in particular. But he's not young. They're not young. But then what and you don't And let me say something else. Board games, we like yeah. to do checkers and chess, but teach your child how to do what's called go, G-O, alpha go. That's what the Asian kids do. That is a more highly strategic and mind-thinking board game. It's called go. Teach them how to do that. Can you find it at the toy store? Yeah, I think you I'm going to teach you how to go first. Well, you learn together, but you can find it on Amazon. <laughs> so go. So you got to learn I it know, first. Um, yeah, I know we have this one woman. She teaches her kids chess. And she was very good teaching them chess. And my oh, yeah. chess is older. Set that he bought years ago. He plays against this set, this this uh, computer chess or whatever it is, trying to mm-hmm. beat it. You know, he feels yeah, it. Yeah, like was very, yeah, about him losing that. Very good. Make sure your child knows how to code, how they can write code, because artificial intelligence is doing everything. Machine learning, artificial intelligence. That's what the future beholds. That's true. That is. That is. We got and you know, kids don't nothing. really. Long there's no such thing that a child should be idle. If you got yeah. a child that's idle and done something wrong, <laughs> it's something definitely wrong. Well, a lot of these kids don't go outside and play like they used to, play to the street like come on. They don't. You know, they no, they got to play they, with they, their phone. They're they playing with your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my one, my one-year-old granddaughter know how to scroll and push buttons. It's amazing. But that's how they, that's how they grow up, and that's what they're learning. That's it's that it's that I mean, it's amazing to see this one-year-old baby get the phone in her hand and pushing buttons and all kinds of stuff. Now, she might hang up the phone with her nose, you know, because she got too close. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, she, but I mean, it's crazy. And make sure they can do math without a calculator. That's true. Yeah, that's old school. That's one thing. I, yeah, I used to do that. You know, when I, threw the, I would write two problems on a page, and I had to work those problems. I have about 25 pages together. No calculator, no this. Tell me how you do this. Show me how you do this, all of this, and make them work it out. Work it. Hey, we were talking about stopping curve, 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 curve,
They were even talking about stop stop teaching cursive writing. They, they did. did. They did. These kids won't I even know how to sign their name. I thought that was the stupidest thing. That was the stupidest thing. Why would they stop it? Because everybody's doing things well, about on the phones now. And well, they're they're now you got about. these movements. See, now you got these movements that's going after these kids with this gender this and gender that and, and all that crazy yeah. mess. And they and see, here's something, too. You should make it known at your school that you don't want your child to be studying that. You got a right to do it. Yeah, but you've got to fight it because you got these school boards that's crazy. you got these teachers' unions that's crazy. If you don't want your child to learn, that's your child. That is your child, regardless of what Joe Biden said. It ain't your, that is your child. If you don't want your we're child learning that, 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 Oh, we're not going to make it just your right. You're right as a parent, and that's true. But did you see them raise the American flag and underneath the flag was the uh, the, uh, the colorful flag, the pride flag? That's a, yeah. That's a bunch yeah. of things We saw and, you know, and, uh, it's, They're it's trying to right. push it that. Right. They're trying to push that on you. If you got a teacher, a male teacher that's married to another male, and he come in and kisses better half in front of the classroom. You don't want your child to know that or see that. No. And let the they teacher let the principal know. My child is not going to be exposed. That I'll give a dog on what you say. Give me the my money. I'll take him someplace else. Yeah, a lot of parents. That's a lot of people are home trained, homeschooling. Homeschooling, but you have to be available in order to do that. They're you sure do. And then one of my niece, she homeschooled all her kids, but there was a husband and wife there that they could, you know, look at the teaching and training and things like that. Well, white kids have these problems too. You got some dumb white kids. I ain't never seen so many <laughs> dumb white kids in all my damn life. They dumb too. Ignorance <laughs> don't know no respect for skin color. But see, their skin color will get them over when they won't do real hours, okay? Let's face it. Our high visibility says one thing to them. But I know that we have we are people who can do and endure a lot of things. We can learn to make something out of almost nothing. And that's a good quality I think that you can have. A very good quality. Well you know, I'm gonna be in a lot of especially African countries. They got just as much, and see, racism is don't know no skin color neither. If you want to call it racism, it's when you deny right. You got just as much race. What you call here racism, it goes on in other countries too, where everybody looks the same. So the thing is, you don't want to never teach your child hate. Don't teach no. your child hate. No, not at all. Hate will make you blind. Hate will make you blind just like some bad moonshine whiskey. It will make you blind. Yes, it is. Well, well, I have to agree with you then on that. Yeah. Teach your child to teach your human beings the way. 
Absolutely. And you need to yeah. have you need to have prayer in your household. That child and human beings got to have something that they look at that's greater than them and they fear. That's a good study one. the Bible. There you go. There you go. Teach them to go out and help other people. That should be that should be part of their community development is going out helping other people and serving and keep track of it because they can use that to help get scholarships. That information. That's true. The place they went and the person they contacted with and get their phone number and keep a resume. But you have to teach your child that it's good to be able to help someone who's less fortunate than them. That's true. We had had that going on. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you preaching today, man. You preaching. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, man. You got to disagree with you was when you you brought Biden's name into it. Right. You was good. <laughs> and that's why yeah. your child, your child has to have chores to do around the house. That creates yeah. responsibility. That's true. That's true. That's that shows true. that they have to contribute to the household. There that's you true. go. I know when I took the laundromat, and I was out there. We all the grandkids we was out there washing the clothes, and I said, "Now you have to sort them. We have to do this." I was doing this, and I, the white people look listening to me. That's what you do. You put it in there. You do this, this, thus and so. You do it this way. And that woman was just looking at us. And the boys, and you know, they kept sorting the clothes. We're going to put this here and put that there. And, you know, because um, they have to, like, help me around, too. And we were getting everything done. You are really teaching them, aren't you? <laughs> yes. I can't do it all. You know. And we got all the clothes washed, all the clothes dried. We sorted the clothes and everything and, and put it where they were supposed to be. So you keep your stuff together. Keep it together, you know. And um, but I have to work with them. They kept saying, "You are really teaching them. Teaching them how to do that. Yeah, they have to do laundry. Yeah, learn how to do this. Yeah, you, you, you teach you know, people how to do it. How to address people. In, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. I no, ma'am. No, that's and right. You, yes, sir. Yes, and when sir. Child they, 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 but a lot of people, a lot of people, they know they sound like slaves. Yeah. They when your like child leaves, you're supposed to hug your child. If you're married, you hug your wife or your husband when you leave because you never want to be at the position where you say, I wish I could hug him just one more time. Never oh, want to be like that. They're doing that a lot of school now. You see that down when you leave your child at school now. Once they, they, look, the parent has to go to work, she'll hug her children because she don't know she's going to ever see them again. It's just how volatile Absolutely. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. Boy. And we know we have this feeling. Hey, you lost a husband or a wife. You know you wish you could hug him one more time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. I follow, yeah. But they learn to endure and make them do something with a bad situation to try to help each each one in the family. Yes, it was. But it's the bad things that have happened to you that gives you the motivation to try to make it better. Bad things happen. 
bad things that happen. Yeah. But I'm gonna let you guys go. I really appreciate that. Yeah, but the before before you go, what is your name? Mr. My name is Pianchi. Pianchi. It's spelled P P as in Paul I A N K I. So okay. um, I really appreciate the opportunity. I hope I was able to share some information. I learned something from y'all. And that's what you have to do. You have to share information that can help make your life better and, more importantly, make that's somebody true. else's life better. Well, I so thank you. you guys later. Okay. Take okay. care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. All righty. So what do you got? Huh? I said thank you to our beautiful co-hosts. Yeah, but you know what? This is the first time that that guy didn't have to leave. (laughs) (laughs) He left on his own. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's good to share. Right. How we can help out. How we can pull do something to pull us out of what we're faced with. They keep saying in 2015. That's just 25 years. You know, the gross national product among black people be zero. They've worked it down like that. How can we pull out of this? It's through education, yeah. I agree. Teaching them to work together and all of this and stop fighting each other. Yeah. Stop fighting. I get, I get angry. Don't fight each other. All we yeah. have is each other. No matter what that's happens. That's right. All you we have is each so other. Right. Together. Things are not fair. But you have to pull it together. And I had to stop. Two kids, two of my kids, the first two that were standing outside waiting to cross the uh, street so they could go to school, and they were fighting each other. And I had to come out of the school building to stop their doing. And I told them they don't ever touch their brother or sister. Never. That's not what you do. No. Mm-mm. And they stopped it, and they've never done it before, as far as I know. Is never that right, Mr. Hope? Hope? <laughs> <laughs> Did he say uh, anything? <laughs> Mr. Host? I guess not. He's still crying. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that was really kind of good, and I'm going to try to get another uh, good one. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Uh, is that the last thing you want to say? Yes, it is. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is what I like to say. At the end of life, what really matters is not what we bought, but what we built. Not what we got, but what we shared. Not old competence, but our character, 
not our success, but our significance. Live a life that matters. I'm going to repeat that. Live a life that matters. Live a life of love. And having said that, tonight, this is the last night about the show. It was a good show, I think, and we've talked about it. And I hope that all of you, even though you didn't say anything, I'm glad you were here. I really, I like that. So thank you for coming. Thank you for those that said something. And tonight I'm going to say good night. Have a good weekend. Thank you, guys. Good night. Love you. Love you, too. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.